Hi, my name is Ivanya Easley, and this is The Closet Chronicles. I'm the founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E. And this podcast is all about delving a little deeper into the fashion industry by talking to other fashion professionals, and they share their story, their journey of how they got into the industry, how they got into the business. And of course, we hope to inspire you as well as motivate you as well as help you if you're just starting your fashion business or already working in the industry and want to learn more. So today we have a special guest. She runs <laughs> the beautiful Anne Fontaine and Fitz Plaza here in Atlanta, which you'll know is a luxury mall. And Anne Fontaine is a luxury designer in store. Callie is going to share her story, her journey, and how she got to where she's at and what's up next for her. So welcome. Thank you for joining. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Today, of course, thank you for taking time to chat with us. So, of course, you know, tell us your name, the store, and you know, your story. We want to hear all your your journey. <laughs> okay, well, perfect. Well, my mom always used to joke around, she said, The worst thing you can ask my child is tell her to talk about herself. <laughs> so, I have no issue, but yes, um, I'm Callie Reyes, this is where everybody knows me as Callie. Um, I've been in Atlanta for about, I believe it's like eight going on nine years now. Um, but it's been a minute, but I am all about the fashion because, you know, that's how we connected. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. How and I'm we... all about the people that is all about fashion because that's all Okay, it's all, we, we just link up. <laughs> but um, I have been doing fashion, I will say, I've had a love for it since I was a child. So I always um, grew up just fascinated by gowns and princesses. I feel like the first problem is if you're a pr Disney princess fanatic um, and all the yeah. gowns and such, I feel like that started the problem. And then Barbie and Bratz didn't help either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but as I got older, I just kind of knew, I was like, you know, I love this stuff so much. And I come from, uh, I always say I come from two generations of divas. So my grandmother was old vintage Hollywood glamour. My mom is like if Betsy Johnson and Tom Ford had a baby. Ah, um, I love that <laughs> analogy. And I love both of them. <laughs> right? Um, and then with a little Tom Brown, if she likes the suit moment. Um, and then I am very clean. Like, I'm I'm couture. I, I'm avant-garde. I'm like Dolce Gabbana Altimoda. You know, meets Schiaparelli, meets, you know, everything else, all the above. But with a New Jersey Northeastern flair. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I have, um, that's really my foundation. Um, and I took that. Now, did you go to school for fashion? You know what? Actually, that was the biggest thing that everybody expected me to do. Um, no, I actually went to school for international business marketing. I, I And I'll tell you why I even went there. And I didn't go to school for fashion either. So go ahead. Oh, well, you know what? It was, And I decided not to because um, at the time, I was a little discouraged when I was a senior. Because, um, of course, the top schools like Parsons, FIT. Um, Savannah, they wanted you to have a portfolio and just the schools I was going to at the time didn't really, I had one class as a fashion marketing class, um, sophomore year. So that was the only type of schooling with fashion I did get outside of just my love for it. Mm -hmm. um, but no, no schooling for it. But it's just only because when you actually look up um, in the fashion industry, when I did research papers in school, it was crazy when you saw how many graduates from the top schools, really only 10% of their alumni actually were successful in the industry. And that's because the curriculum was not ever geared towards the business side. And that we part. Know it's a industry. So they'll give them all the tools. A billion dollar business. And we need to focus more. That, that's the thing to me. And even with this podcast, not, you know, to take over. Because yeah. uh, this is about you. 
But this podcast is all about the business side, more so of like hearing people's journey, but also like how they're able to make it their business. Because yeah. so many creatives are either, you know, starving or still working their day jobs because they can't mm-hmm. figure out how to monetize their passions and their gifts and their talents. Mm-hmm. And I come from a finance background. I have a master's in finance. See, look so at that. I did not <laughs> come from the fashion background. And when I first got in the industry, I thought, oh, you know, I didn't major in minor in fashion. You know, mm-hmm. maybe I won't be considered credible. But in actuality, yeah. all of what my background helped me to be able to run a business, a successful business, doing something creative so that I can actually afford to stay in business. Yep. Cause that, I mean, that's, that's the end goal. I mean, at the end of the day, when I wanted to be a designer, I actually started doing my own designs personally when I was about 11, 13, (laughs) Um, around that age, I just Mm -hmm. said, you know what? Because so many people discouraged me and said, it's such a saturated market. It's so much this, you know, they're going to, every market is saturated. Damn, Every market is saturated from real estate down to shipping. (laughs) But, (laughs) But yeah, so I actually, you know, I, it's so funny that you even come from finance and I, I did marketing. So we both like found the, um, I'll guess say the facets that really are important that kind of drove us to even take it full time. I feel like that, that part, but you're saying, at the end of the day, if you know how to market, you can sell water to a fish. Okay. You can sell water to a fish, honey, and a fish hook with a worm. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um. Uh, what, to get back on, oh, I guess so sidetracked. <laughs> but, yeah. but no, um, being down here um, in Atlanta, that's really when I kind of, you could say, I spread my wings. Um, yeah. I really got to really dive into what I wanted to do, but it came in phases. So yeah. um, I started off first retail job. Um, and I knew I was always going to work in a mall. I was that weird kid who was nostalgic, like, oh, I want to work in a mall. I want the culture. I want the clothes. Like, I just mm-hmm. wanted to work around it. I'm obsessed yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I started just at Journeys, selling shoes and nothing to Oh, my daughter used to work there for like a minute in high school. Like, yeah, one, you like fifth grade. <laughs> you see, look, it, it's a good starter job. You can shout yeah. out to them. Yeah. They'll, get you, they'll get you started. But then my actual first, um, I went straight from that into, you know, premier, um, I'll say premium brands. Yes. So, um, and then I hopped into luxury. So I went straight from journeys to White House at Market. And I was there um, freshman year of college. I was working at the same time. So like I said, I was an international business marketing major, double majoring in Spanish to get my language. Yeah. Um, and oh, I- Oh, do you speak was- Spanish? See, 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 see. Well, now see, look, I don't speak it, but I just love a, bi- a bilingual, especially black girls that are bilingual. Yeah, I love yes. it. It's, it's not enough of us. I love it. It's it's not. Well, actually, my mother's side is um Honduran. So I oh, have a lot okay, of okay. Uh-huh. We have a lot of vocabulary reinforcement. Now I'm not gonna stunt and say that, you know, I'm fluent, <laughs> but <laughs> but I can understand it really well. I want to get back fluent because, like you said, you know, we us being just bilingual, a trilingual, a multilingual, yes. it's, a, it's a special thing. Um, so yeah, so I I did that. And that's really, I will say, starting at that job really got me into styling. So that was what started really getting me involved in the industry, um, at least in the Atlanta market, because they worked at Pips Plaza. So I've been at this mall for, you know, and like you said, it's a premier luxury mall. Um, The celebs go through, all the top stylists go through. And more importantly, the people who actually can afford to buy the things in that mall. Go through that mall, okay? It's not across the street. Nothing against across the street, but everything is just, you know the people, you know the culture. It's here. It's housed here. 
Um, so that actually branched me off into um, really wanting to start styling. And that styling journey, I'll tell you, honey, really launched me into what is fashion in Atlanta. Of course, mm -hmm. I'm coming from New Jersey. And um, we spoke about this before. I'm like, I'm very retail heavy because I got New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're spoiled when you buy New York. We both talked about it. you're spoiled. It's like yes. buy LA or Miami. But um, that launched me into really wanting to dive into, okay, entertainment's down here. Okay, let's see what's red carpet, what, you know, you could style the people on. So I worked under, um, I actually wind up when I started with Anne Fontaine, which was a little bit around the same time. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing both jobs. So I was in, in school doing mm -hmm. two jobs, <laughs> mm -hmm. working mm -hmm. at two premium and luxury retailers um, that both focus on black and white. <laughs> so, yes. so that one, uh, when I started at Anne, I actually wind up getting a mentor. Um, okay. Mentors are so important. So important. So important. I had one in high school um, for my senior project because that's something that was new to me. We senior project um, thing in high school. Um, and I did my stuff on fashion. So my father put me with this amazing um, shout out to my mentor, Jared Barnes. Um, he just wind up doing a film too. Um, he's the lead tailor on that film as well. Um, and he's just amazing. Um, it's uh, the Emmett Till story. So oh, he works okay. Yeah, yes, I've seen that. Yes. Yes, he's working on that, but he's done um, his passion as wardrobe. So when he started with me, he was like, you have that eye. You have that passion for high fashion. So he made sure I was educated on, you know, the top people, the industry, um, figures like Andre Talley, you yeah. know, um, amazing. I mean, that was that was the man before Anna Wintour was Anna Wintour. Yeah. Um, but I love, he just educated me and that expanded. I did my first gown too. Girl, when I tell you, mm -hmm. I don't know if you touched a thread and a needle. It, it's a lot harder than it looks on Project Runway. <laughs> oh yeah, most definitely. I'm only hemming things around here. Everything else I'm taking to get <laughs> made by designers and seamstress. Uh, that uh, sewing was not my ministry. I didn't even want it to be my ministry. I had a good, I, I feel like everything you have to master your craft. And you so do? the people that sew for me, to, even if I wanted to learn how to sew today, I would not have the years of experience that people are like, mm -hmm. oh, I've been sewing since I was 15, I was 20. At this point, I'd be like 60 before I got that years of experience <laughs> to be able to be like, oh, I'm qualified to make anything that I want to make, especially since I like to work with leather and cashmere and all these fabrics. Oh, that's tough so fabric, I'm baby. Like, I'm not even going to bother to learn to sew anything for real at this point in the game because I waited mm -hmm. too long. Yeah, no, I agree. Because when I started with draping, that's really, and I started with gowns. So he always said I messed myself up with getting into sewing because he was like, you didn't want to start little. You wanted to start with like the most complicated stuff. But yeah, <laughs> that's how you do. So I'll do a design flat for a designer. I'll do an illustration. You'll have to break yeah. it down for manufacturing. But if you're trying to tell me to start sewing, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. And say, so, uh, yeah, I do all of that. Like this is how I want it, but I'm not gonna be able to make you a sample or nothing no i'm not doing that so he kind of curated um giving me the background education on fashion yeah. industry silhouettes just the whole end of everything from social to the business to the bad side just so i was fully well-rounded and educated and when i come to find out you know a lot of people aren't afforded to have that background knowledge yeah yeah um, it helps when you want to run your own business it helps exactly because look, I can't sew anything, but I definitely know about fabrics. I know about yardage. Like, <laughs> so my thing was, let me educate myself so that one, I won't get bamboozled. Like, oh, it's gonna take you know twenty mm -hmm. yards. 
to make da da da. I know it don't take no twenty yards to make no jumper. Like uh-uh. you're not gonna get over on me, um, because I did study. I just don't know how to put it together physically myself. Mm-hmm. And that's me. I could. I mean, I could, but I won't. <laughs> but. Yeah. but um, that gave so it me- takes a lot of time too. That's why I feel yeah. like it's so much like even the designers I work with, most of them can't afford to be sewing and running their business at the no. same time because it's mm-hmm. like if I'm sewing everything, I can't also take the orders, make the sales, do this. It's like it's everything has its role. So to me, to master, like if you're going to sew, you're probably just going to focus on sewing. And if you're going to be the designer of a collection, yep. you're going to either be doing everything custom because it's mm-hmm. the only way because you can't do quantity because you're only one person or you're going to go ahead and outsource to a team where you no longer have to sew, but it's your vision and other Correct. people putting it together. Correct. No, and I agree. So, you know, branching from that, it, like I said, you know, that gave me that foundation. And then uh, when I actually mentored under celebrity stylist, Troy Clinton, I love my ah, Troy. I like Troy. We worked yes! on a magazine shoot together a hundred years ago. For oh, my. Look at that small world. Yeah, Atlanta's small in general. I mean, as big as Period. the city is, it's really not because everybody knows everybody especially when it comes to industries. If you're in any kind of creative entertainment, music, the arts, fashion, you're going to know somebody. And he's a sweetheart. Very nice. Very. And he gave me actually, you know, he exposed me um, to just doing just a lot of good editorial looks. Yeah. um, Really knowing what that high end, because I always, I've always been around entertainment. Um, My family's always worked around it. So I was never the kid to be starstruck. Um, yeah. I actually wind up doing um, like Broadway modeling. I did, you know, Rockaware. I did all all of that stuff when I was okay. a kid. Yeah, so being around that stuff was inevitable. But working yeah. under him, he really just showed me how to, you know, be offsite. You know, what yeah. time frame really just conduct myself. Because um, when you're just an individual stylist, you are your business. Yeah, um, your representation when you step out that door and you are on set or you're in your client's home, you know, all of that he taught me um, and just even the etiquette too. you know, etiquette on set. If you're doing a production etiquette, you know it, how to deal with certain clients, especially your celebrity A list and B list clientele, you know, how to you know curate those relationships yeah, uh, in a positive manner. So I definitely thank him for that. Besides also the fashion tidbits I got. So, yes. <laughs> um, I did that. And that's what launched me, girl, into doing a lot of stuff for um, Married to Medicine stars. Um, I worked yeah. really close with Janice Shelton for a while. Um, lately, um, being at Anne Fontaine, that even branched that off more since I run the store. Yes. So um, that's how, that's kind of... Um, a little background into at least my foundation um, yes. in the industry because he also put me on set every my first set too. I yes. um, worked with was running around um, and, and a lot of people don't realize our work like running around getting clothes and stuff is a lot. It's, it is the, the gas, the traffic. Oh my! God. Carrying on them garment bags, breaking your nails on racks. Like oh. it's a lot of grunt work. It's a lot of manual labor. I think people only see it from the. You know, Rachel Zoe and June Amber show where one, they got like 10 assistants. They're not carrying nothing. They're just walking mm-hmm. in and directing like, yes, put the shirt on her over there and belt it. And, <laughs> you know, like when you're doing it, even with an assistant, I'm carrying bags. She carrying bags. You okay. looking over here. I'm looking over there like we tag teaming it. But it's We're still getting working. Because <laughs> like you said, yeah, too. I, I started watching uh, my first one growing up was Rachel Zoe. Yeah. So. 
Rachel, watching her style, people put people together. And then, like I said, got into June. It was, I saw that and I was like, oh my God, that looks so easy. Oh, I could do that. I could do this. Then I'm like 18, 19. Thinking you're going to be out there with the celebrities at the parties. By the time you get invited to the party, you're too tired from running you're around exhausted. all day. You are tired, girl. You're like, I'm ready to go home. It's hot. I've been yeah. carrying bags all day. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's, but you know what? That's the life. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's the life. That's but it's we... the real life of how it works and not just what you see on TV or what, how you think it's going to be on TV. No. It's not that glamorous. And I've been work, you know, I've been blessed um, to not have any crazy stories of working with anybody back. Every um, celebrity I've been able to afford it to work with, you know, Lil Mama, um, Lance Gross, um, Tammy Roman, they were all amazing. Um, I know there's some stories out there, but I tell people, you know what, this people are people and yeah. there's there's a lot of great people. Yeah, um, I will uh, agree. I have not met, well, only one celebrity, I'm not going to name him, that I met that was not nice. But all the celebrities have been nice themselves. For But for me, it's all the stuff that comes with it. Like their handlers, like a manager's assistant. Oh my God. The last now, that's the one you don't like. The celebrities <laughs> themselves have always been nice people. They've been personable. It hasn't been their fault in particular. But I don't like working with celebrities because of all the extra that comes with it. it not is. the celebrity, them as an individual themselves. Because I've no. only met one that I was like, oh. But yeah. everybody else was actually really sweet, nice, kind, etc. Mm-hmm. I've had some great experiences, but that also um, lets me bridge easy into um, how I started managing Anne Fontaine <laughs> and then how you and I connected. <laughs> yes. So on Fontaine, um, I started with them, like I said, around the same time um, with my whole vision of what I saw myself doing um, in fashion. Of course, like I was saying, it adjusted. I wanted to just work in the industry and work myself up. Um, I'm young. I'm only 24. Um, so I've... You're so You're grown up, though, because my child is like <laughs> younger than you, and I just don't see the same at all. I, I, you know, I appreciate that, and I've always had that. Because if you hadn't told me, I would have thought you was at least in your thirties, just because your maturity, not because you look thirty, just because no. your maturity level I'll is so it. grown. Because all black people, you know, no shades. Anybody listening is not black. But <laughs> I know we age well, and we look younger than what we are. So every time I meet people, I just assume if they're talking correctly that uh -huh. they got to be at least thirty on up because they're talking in a way that makes me think they're an adult. You're like, oh, okay. No, I've always gotten that, even in high school. But I'll, I'll thank Danielle, my mother. I'll, I'll, I'll thank her for giving me um, just that foundation. I had to do so many interviews, private school, um, you know, auditions, stuff like that. So I've always been in positions, student council meetings, um, musical theater, where um, speaking on myself, um, speaking eloquently and being able to vocalize um, just anything while being slightly impressive <laughs> yes a lot of the times i'm gonna impress somebody whether it's an interview or something um i feel like that that helped me with that so um i i'm blessed to have that because maneuvering through life now that i'm i'm a young adult um i'm able to look back on that stuff even though it was like it was a drag for me when i was young of course yes. but <laughs> but now it's that's when you could say it pays off and yes. it's full circle and you yeah. could apply it to so many facets um, for networking, for um, exactly business, period. I mean, I'll, I'll say it. I'm usually the youngest store manager in most business and companies I'm a part of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So respect is something I usually try to get because most of my employees are usually going to be probably 20, 30 yeah. years my senior with yeah. more experience. And how does somebody, you know, of course, they're going to see like, who's this little 21-year-old, you know, walking in? And then they're saying they're, the, they're my boss. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I always made sure I had that background. So I'm your boss because A, B, and C. Yeah. I'm a fun boss. I'm a cool boss. I'm yeah. a boss. I was thinking about being a mom. I'm a cool mom. She'd be like, I'm a you cool think mom. She'd be like, you think you're I was like, stop playing. You know I'm a cool mom. Don't play. Okay, me. you can drink in the house. You know <laughs> your mama fly. Stop playing. <laughs> but I don't, uh I don't under any drinking. But <laughs> <laughs> what is next for you and Anne Fontaine? And what is it that you now, you know, of course, with you running the store, what direction you want to take it, as yeah. well as what you want to do, you know as you see for yourself in your career. And then, of course, we're in the last quarter of the year. So anything happening, any events, anything coming up that you want to let the people know about? Yeah. So, um, (laughs) say again, honey. I said, give us the tea. (laughs) Oh, of course. Okay, so here's the tea. If y'all want the tea, here's the tea. So um, the Fall Winter Collection is absolutely fabulous. I know you got to see some of the new pieces at our um, most recent show. Yes. If you guys come, we're located in Phipps Plaza temporarily on the second level until the new concept store, which we will have the only new concept store in the U.S. <laughs> um, back on the main level when Nobu opens. So we're very excited, but we have a lot of the new. Oh, yes. So I can't wait to yes. Nobu opens anyway. So, yes, that's going to be a, the move. It's. Oh, so we have for the because you know it's going to be cold now. I'm telling people with the climate change, even though we're in Atlanta, yes. expect yeah. But the temps have already started to drop here because that wind was blowing hard yesterday. It's blo- girl. I woke up and I was like, oh, it's sixty something. Okay, I'm back in Jersey. Okay, like this is this the windbreaker type yeah, of weather. Fall is here. <laughs> it's time to bring out the coats, the jackets. Got to get that fall flag going on. Okay, you got to buy your coats, people. I have in. Yeah. Um, we have all of our new trenches. Like um, we have this beautiful red, vibrant red trench. Oh yeah, coat. that was in the show. That is, that was a great like a statement pop, perfect oh, for the fall winter season because you know it's a jewel tone. And it looks great with the majority of um, everybody's skin tone. So Yes. So, guys, here at Enfantine, um, for anybody who's unfamiliar, the fashion designer um, in Fashion House, and um, this is our 31st anniversary, so they've been in business for about three decades now. Um, a very rich history, so we're known for our white shirts. So anybody familiar with the brand internationally knows her for her white shirts and blouses. But, of course, I joke with people, I say, after 30-something years, you would think she'd get bored with just only doing white blouses. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's expanded the collection. But it is timeless and classic. So. Classic. I mean, for a Parisian, you know, simple, like, just chic styling, an essential white shirt is the part of every French woman's closet. It's, like, it's essential. So we have those essentials housed here year-round. So if you need a white shirt all year, because, you know, white lessens once we hit fall, and you don't get it back until, like, around... Christmas time when we want like the winter whites yeah. and the and the cream. So we have all of those pieces in um, right now, and we actually have event wise. We'll have some store events. So tell people come come see us. Come get involved with the boutique. The designer actually should be coming to Atlanta. Oh, um, awesome! Yes, the Anne loves actually meeting the clients, which is so neat about this brand. Um, she goes to the store, she plans events, and she likes to talk with the people and the stylists. Yeah, that's good as a designer because you got to know what, um, you know, what the people want, mm-hmm. get their feedback of what they're liking. So, you know, that collar y'all had was absolutely beautiful in the show. Oh, it looked like you. diamonds. It was so beautiful. The girl next to me is getting married, and she said that um, she is definitely thinking about buying that collar for her wedding. Oh, she needs it. Like yeah. that, that's actually, you know, what's so crazy. Do you know how many people have bought that for bridal? Like I, I believe it. it is beautiful. 
Like, we, it we, was nice. She showed it to me online, but then when we saw it on the runway on Saturday, I was just like, oh, my God. Because at first when I saw it online, I was like, oh, yeah, that's nice, but couldn't you find something like that anywhere? But when I saw it on the runway, I was like, okay, yeah, girl. You yeah, you can't that. find that you everywhere. Get that. That's beautiful. Because <laughs> I was I, like, I, it looks I, like diamonds, but um, I know it's Swarovski, but it's just beautiful. Yeah. It's all custom cut Swarovski. It looks like it, too. Okay. And it was so crazy. We actually had a VIP client. Her husband actually bought that from us. He, she... Well, basically, it was their anniversary. They've been married for over like 30 some odd years. So it was a special year. They're older. Aww, he had it restoned. Oh. Restoned in diamond. Oh. Like, yes. she added complete different value. I said, yeah, girl. Because I know it went from 1900 to uh, thousands and thousands like, and thousands. Okay. Oh, my God. But yes. Those unique collars and pieces. We have the couture line. We have all of the fall winter um, ready to wear. The leggings, the skirts. Um, you got to see a lot of the couture. That's what we're so special. We're one of our four store. Um, we have 25 stores in the U.S. So four of us, Las Vegas, Madison Avenue, Palm Beach, and South Coast Plaza. Um, I think all the expensive four. cities, okay. Oh, that's where <laughs> we're at. <laughs> at least y'all smart about being strategic or where you need to be because you got to be where the money at. Yeah. They've all, yep, they've always been. Now, the largest markets are California and Florida. So they all have like six, seven, eight stores plus outlet. So they have, and they just got a new one in Florida, Miami. So if anybody's in Miami, it's a tie. Yes. <laughs> but here in Atlanta, we do have all of um, the new stuff. So, girl, I know you're going to come pop in every now and then for your people because we yeah. have just some really great accessories. She's expanded the shoes too because, you know, Atlanta loves its accessories. So the yeah. bags. Oh, it's you know true. what I wanted to ask? Do y'all do any pulls as far as like stylists that want to pull for photo shoots? Yes. So we have a very stylist friendly um, program. They actually utilize. A What's the percentage? Look, I know we supposed to be. Discussing. Oh, no. What percentage? You want to talk about what? Zero. You want to hear really? about it? Zero percentage to pull from us. We have such a friendly service for stylists. We work oh, with. Oh, wow. Um, so Why is it zero? <laughs> because it's look. It's, I'm like, where's the catch? She said, "Where's the catch?" On? No, no, it's no catch. It's just stylist and, and and client friendly. We have so many clients all over the U.S. where they don't have a store. So Y'all might be the only one because I know most of the stores are at least like yes, twenty percent, ten percent, twenty percent. Now. I mean, especially when you're talking about a brand as big as Anne Fontaine. So, like, Neiman Marcus, Saks, the rest of them, they're not going to go for that. No. Um, nor we're not even housed in a third party. Wow. That is great. Okay, no well, Neiman. Yeah, I got a big photo shoot for a big client in January. So, oh. I will definitely um, keep y'all in mind for that is pulling. Now, my thing is what I will say with my clients in photo shoots, because I don't do them often because most of my clients are buyers. Yeah. Um, which is why most and we love stores that. love me. Because... <laughs> As a stylist, a lot of times stores have been burnt out here in Atlanta because one, there's 5011 stylists. Everybody's not legit. Half yeah. of them are getting clothes so they can use them for pictures, knowing they ain't going to buy nothing and they're bringing the stuff back, you know, raggedy, smelly. Raggedy. Yeah. But for me, I'm a stylist that I'm not pulling it unless I can sell it. So I'm always selling pieces. So the stores normally don't have a pull policy for me, but that's mm. because you know, they know me. So most of the time I am used to like, if it's a bigger store like yours, to yeah. be like, hey, it's going to be, we need 10% of the sale, you know, our 10% It's It surprises everybody. It surprises everybody. Oh, well, everybody. yeah, I'm going to definitely be up in that piece. That comes <laughs> any stylist. Now, any, this client, though, she's going to want to buy some stuff because that's another thing. I always pull things, even for photo shoots, that clients may be apt to be like, oh, my God, I love this so much. I got to buy it. 
that's what so they want. I'm always trying to sell at the end of the day, which is why I don't do a lot of photo shoots because a lot of times people do just want to use clothes for images, which I get and gone and send them back to the store. But yeah, if you're yeah. a good stylist and you pull some stuff that they really, really love, they can't leave it. They'd be like, I got to buy it. Well, also it helps, like you were saying, the relationship with the yeah. designers and the individual yes, stores. If it you're does. always pulling and there's no return, you know, for the business, then yes. of course, you know, they'll be less inclined. And that's what actually happens here. So most of the stylists, um, we do work with like Tyler Perry Studios, wardrobe, yeah. you know, wardrobe People stylists. People that are going to um, buy for the studios, of course. And they, they always to, buy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we they need it pull. for the clothes and for the set. And then they also have to archive it in case yeah. they ever have to reshoot a scene. And so, get yeah. multiples. Yeah. And yeah. get multiples. So yeah, very exactly. friendly. Yeah, very friendly. And that makes sense. So that's why I try to be careful with my relationships with the stores to not abuse them. And the great way that I don't get to abuse them is because I don't do as many photo shoots because I focus on my clients. Let's shop. And if you have a photo shoot coming up, you'll be able to wear everything that you shop with. So if we focus on shopping, you'll always have something for your photo shoot versus the reverse. Yes. And you could do parties. I always like yeah. to let people know that we do a that private do parties. Oh, yeah, that would be great. That would be great, too. So I have to see about doing that for the VIPs for my fashion show that's coming. Oh, yeah. Doing you got a private party. Because we also after part the, um, After the show is over, be like, part of your VIP is that we will have a private party in a couple of weeks yes. after our show at Anne Fontaine. So. And we'll partner with any organization. So if you're um, actually passionate about um, a nonprofit or any um Yeah, because this month is Breast Cancer Awareness. Yes. So, yeah. we'll, we'll donate um, a portion of any of your event proceedings or any sales during a certain oh, time directly awesome. to whatever you choose. Definitely. Well, I know we were going to put the cards in the gift bags anyway. Yeah. But yeah, we can set up. We'll have to talk offline, of course, about how. And dates for the private party because I gave the VIPs of the summer party a party at Saks. So I love oh, to yay. switch it up. Uh, yeah, because Saks are not is in our gift bags as well. So I love so. to switch it up, especially since some of my VIPs are repeat VIPs and give mm -hmm. them a new store to uh, pop up at and um, do mm -hmm. a party. Oh, so yeah, we'll definitely talk about that um, and set that up after it's, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you again for taking time to chat with us. Oh, no um, problem, girly. On our final thoughts, of course, for the podcast is what are three tips or advice that you would give anybody that either trying to get in the industry or trying to, you know, move their business along because they're already in the industry? Um, One, network. My mom always taught me that. Girl. It is hard. She said in certain industries it is not always just what you know she said sometimes it's who you know then what you know and then yeah. what you do with it i uh, definitely agree because if you at least know someone that'll get you in the right room but if you have the skills it's gonna keep you there it's gonna keep you there Two, stay knowledge i always talk about background knowledge on fashion the good yeah. the bad the ugly and the fabulous stay up to date yeah. expand your knowledge on if you if you have a streamlined streetwear learn your full scale of streetwear yes, designers yes, if you yes. want to do high fashion luxury well then you should also be educated in who's couture introduce your clients to couture a lot of yeah. people don't know couture half of your clients who could afford regular luxury like they're ready to wear for chanel or saint yeah. Laurent or dolce gabbana some of the prices are the same for a beautiful couture piece, which is a little bit more signature. Yeah. So, exactly. and most people don't regularly shop couture here in the U.S. because a lot of those couture houses are housed overseas. 
Yeah. And unless you're in New York. So most people aren't even afforded to have that. So us as individual stylists and people that will help expand your business greatly and even introduce yourself to a new league of iconic. Yes. <laughs> yes. By having that background knowledge in three, always just lead good energy. I'm always big about energy. First impressions are everything. So always yeah. start off with a good foot. I love it. I love it. Well, we're so excited about everything that you have coming up. Thanks for taking time to join with us. We'll definitely no, thank you. We post. And then, of course, we're going to talk on, offline so we can plan our own Fontaine party. If you're listening and you do want to come to my Fontaine party when I have it. You want to be there, y'all. Yes. Please <laughs> comment when you do hear this podcast or send me a DM and let me know. And I'll see if I can add you in with my guests that I am inviting um, to the show. So, awesome. we'll have some champagne. <laughs> yes, yes. No, it's all, well, I, my parties and events is always a good time, so. Always. You're a you good time, You definitely want to be, in, <laughs> yes, you definitely want to be in the room. Plus, it's always just good people, so it's always good networking, um, good connections that people can make with each other if they're in the room, so. Always, yes. always. Well, Love it having me honey oh thank you and like i said we will definitely talk offline and, and set mm -hmm. everything up and we'll just go from there i have a wonderful rest of the day and week and i'll touch base with you all right you have a good one and hopefully Thanks. we do this again of course all right all right bye-bye bye, honey